We are back. Welcome back to the Stay House Podcast. Been on a bit of a hiatus, but we're back. The legendary Stay House Podcast returns <laughs> to the airwaves. Yes, sir. I was lost, and now I am found, Chris. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We were looking for you, Jordan. Uh, I was this close to an APB. Yeah, I know. I was in a hole somewhere I couldn't get out. Finally climbed out. You know, again, this is Chris. I'm here with Jordan. And, you know, things happen. Life happens. <laughs> and uh, it happens to all of us, I guess. I was going to do a solo show. I would have been tuning in. I'm sure people would have. Now, I don't know if I was tired that day, but I was listening to the playback of my solo show. And yeah. honestly speaking... Uh, at a certain point, I started nodding off. So I was like, I'm not putting that one out. Say, <laughs> so you, you have a very, very white, like smooth jazz 95.5 voice, man. So if you heard yourself, you probably would have would have dozed off. So I, I don't I don't I don't I don't. That's not too far from the truth, man. Yeah, I'm very relaxing, especially uh, these uh, <laughs> evening podcasts. The air gets heavier and. You know, who knows? Smooth. It's really designed. It's really designed for the ladies. But well, here we go. Smooth sports at night with your host, <laughs> the uncomparable man. With him, hey, hey, no government names. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna jump right in. We've had quite a few things take place since we've been away. One thing I'm going to say, and this is uh, just to help some people out, to all my baseball players out there, honestly, especially if you're Caucasian, but all of them, watch what you tweet, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can't, you can't, just, can't just go tweeting anything, because as soon as you have a three-home run game, then bad boy's coming out. So uh, to all you young baseball players out there, watch what you tweet. See, I just went Steve Stone on all of them. That's exactly what you need to do, brother. I'm with you on that. Watch it. Jeez. Picking them off. That being said, let's talk about a little baseball. This past week, we had the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame induction. And now I, I, I may be speaking a little for you, but I know I'm speaking for myself especially. Okay. I'm I'm getting to that age where a lot of my favorite baseball players are now going into the Hall of Fame. And you can take a step back and look at their careers, man, and, and you can see and understand and appreciate. We got Jim Tomey that went in. Yes, sir. We got Chipper Jones oh, that yes, went sir. in. We got Vlad Guerrero that went in. Uh, I think Alan Trammell went in. I think I'm missing somebody. But a great crop of baseball players that went into the Hall of Fame and, and guys that I watched growing up into young adulthood and admired, man. I always, I always loved Chipper yes. Jones and Jim Tomey. I always liked those guys. Even when I hated the Cleveland Indians, it was just so hard to dislike Jim Tomey. He was a, he was a real baseball guy, product out of the Chicago area as well. So it was, it was real good to see, see Big Jim going to the Hall of Fame. And then you just have the excitement of a Vlad Guerrero 
Never a dull moment with that guy. One of the best arms oh you've ever God, seen. Oh, my God. That man had a missile. And and there wasn't a pitch he wouldn't swing at and hit out nope. of the ballpark. You know, some good years with the Expos, some good years with the Angels. Even had a couple good years with the Rangers. Well-deserved for Vlad Guerrero. And he's so good. He's so good that even his genes are the number one prospect. Exactly. In baseball. Vlad yeah, he's going to be too. The buzz around that kid is 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 major. And Very. So far, he's kind of living up to it. Yes, so sir. It was great to see those guys get their props. Chipper Jones, man, like the model of consistency throughout his yeah, career. and class. What Chipper Very classy, very consistent. And all those guys, you never heard a lot of controversy around them. They carried themselves like good guys, good, consistent baseball Mm -hmm. players. That's what deserves to go into the hall, you know. So shout out to those guys. Hopefully they paved the way for some future classy, good baseball players to get into the hall. Yes, sir. We're going to do some catching up now. The NBA here uh, in the Chicago area, we saw some signings from the Chicago Bulls. We have Zach Levine having a Sacramento Kings offer sheet matched. I know how much you love to hear that team name, Sacramento Kings. Their offer sheet was matched. So now Zach Levine makes $19.5 million to play for the Chicago Bulls. Then the Bulls followed up by signing Jabari Parker for $20 million. Yes, yes. What do you think of those moves? Uh, very, very good. Under the radar moves. I think they're, see, for lack of a better word, kind of hated on just because it's almost like a mystery. Uh, Zach Levine, at his best, averaged 20 points a game. So he's coming back with something to prove after a year of really trying to get back and get his feet under him. I don't know if you saw he – Played in some, uh, uh, I forgot what you call it, but some some game, some pickup game, you know, over the over the summer type games they always play in. James Harden always playing in them, but he scored a, a, a smooth fifty. Now, of course, it's not really great competition, but he still scores fifty. He had a nice little under the legs or between the legs dunk on the run. Uh, go check out those highlights, people. It was very very nice. But with that being said, I I, I like that that re upping. Uh, did not want to give him up. Jabari Parker, really, really like that move. Very underrated. If he stays healthy, which, again, is the issue with both of these guys, man, that's a nice tandem. You get those two just going off offensively, that's something that you can build on for the future. And hopefully they can elevate their game to perhaps another level. I mean, they have the talent to do so. You know, you always see the talent in a lot of these players. It's just a matter of putting in the effort, putting in the work. You know, Zach Levine is a very, very good worker, very hard worker over the summer. He's always putting in work. Uh, I want to see what Jabari does this year um, because I think he can be not – maybe not special as of yet, but he can be very good uh, if everything comes together. So I, I do like both of those moves, man. I like them too. If you're going to vilify and, and criticize Garpax, you have to give him credit when it's due. Yep. I think that the Jabari Parker move, 
honestly is is bordering on genius. Here you have a guy who's shown great potential to, at the very least, be a consistent scorer in the NBA. He's going to give you buckets. And you sign him to a deal, which is basically a tryout deal. It's a show-me deal. So he's going to come out. It's a two-year deal, but the second year is a team option. Yeah. So now you have a situation where, yeah, you're giving him $20 million for that first year. But that's money that's – that was sunk money anyway. You were either going to spend it or not. And it's really – other than – my only thing is Rodney Hood still out there. But I other believe than so. Rodney Hood, there's really, there's really nobody else who deserves any money from anybody. I looked at what was left in free agency, and you can keep all of that. So – Give it to Jabari. And if he gives you 18, 19, 20 points a game in that area and, and or some efficient scoring, fine. But here's the thing. If he comes out and he plays unbelievably and he plays like a number two pick, guess what you have? Yeah. You yeah. have a, a guy that you can re-up for $20 million who's uh, probably this time next year going to be better than market value. So yeah, if he doesn't play up to that, you can cut your ties with him, say, you know, hey, we're not going to re-up you. Let him go on his way. Or if he gets hurt or whatever. So it's a, it's a very protected deal. And that way next year, when you get ready to... Because 19, 2019 doesn't have anything, in my opinion, either especially after hearing what Paul George has been saying. He, he's saying weird things. I, I don't know what Russ has done to him. But <laughs> brainwashing. And he did you see what he said? He basically said he didn't go to now, L.A. Well, please, please fill me in because it already seems like it's going to be funny. He didn't want to go to L.A. because he said, you know, uh, he didn't need all of that, that attention and the bright lights. You know, he'd rather have a, a – a nice low key atmosphere to come up and shine in Oklahoma City. And I'm like, okay. So what's with the the one year contract? So you mean mm-hmm. next year you're gonna be ready for the lights? So saying stuff like that, man, just leads me to believe that, you know, he's gonna go back to OKC next year. Especially since there's more shots now with Carmelo gone. But with Jabari, it's a win win in my opinion. Now, when it comes to mm-hmm. Zach, here's my only thing with having Jabari and Zach. They're kind of the same style of player. If you're if if Lowry Markinen is losing shots, if Lowry Markinen's average shot total doesn't increase over last year, then this project is a failure. I agree. Because you can't lose sight of the fact that. Lowry Markkinen is the piece you kind of want to build around. So Lowry Markkinen, his shot totals should go up. His offensive numbers should go up. His usage rate should go up. So it's fine that you have Zach and you have Jabari playing together, but you can't have ISO ping pong. You can't have him going back and forth, taking turns, playing isolation basketball, and you have this beast and he's not getting any shots. You can reasonably have a team in the NBA today where you have three 20-point or near 20-point scorers. It's happened before. It's happened recently. 
Right. Also, what you also need to happen is Chris Dunn now at this point has to come with grips with the fact that he needs to shoot less. So his his priority now is distributor defender. Carter has to realize that he's rim protector and he has to continue to provide that hustle that he provided in summer league. Now that's one thing that'll transpire from summer league to the season. If he continues to hustle and protect the rim. And in saying that I owe Wendell Carter a bit of an apology. Uh, he played with some fire in summer league and that's right. You know, he, he showed me something. He showed me that at the very least, you know, he could be a solid NBA basketball player. So early on, while you're dealing with Zach and Jabari, and they're probably going to be doing a lot of chucking, and you got Laurie who's going to need his shots, and Chris Dunn. Uh, Wendell may have to be kind of a garbage man, get some garbage buckets, maybe provide some second unit scoring uh, as he, he might start off in the second unit early on. So if Wendell can do that, you're good. Your defense is going to be atrocious. But I, I can see where this team can be fun. It can be exciting. It could be a good watch on weekday nights. <laughs> yeah, this team is going to be extremely fun still, no matter if they, they increase in their wins. I just want to see some sort of progress. I'm not really going to base success off of wins versus, you know, the, the, the amount of talent and how it all kind of meshes together. That's really what I want to see is a, a, a compatibility and chemistry with all of these great players. Because honestly, all of these players, man, you, you, they make up a, a, a all-college team, uh all-time great college team. But, you know, it's got to translate. So hopefully – over over this eighty two game season coming up, man, that's that's the biggest thing that that takes place is uh, they all know how to mess together, they all know how to play well, they stay healthy, and like you said, Larry Markinen becomes that centerpiece of this whole rebuild, and he he takes another step because man, what I'm seeing from him and you know the 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 playing for Finland is is very impressive. Just the athleticism of things that I never thought he had in his tool bag. And then on top of that, the man got stronger. He looks like Drago uh, with the jump shot. So it, it's, it's, it's looking pretty impressive now, you know, just hopefully it kind of comes to fruition this season. Yeah, definitely. Do you see them making the playoffs? Because they're in the East, I will say maybe, maybe they slip in seven or eight. Maybe if things come together a little bit better than expected, probably a six seed, or fifth seed at the best. I'm. I, I don't want to get that too high in my expectations. So, I will say they. If they do, they'll sneak in. But if 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 they don't, then as long as they they're like right outside of the playoffs and they 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 uh you know improve from the previous season, then I'm I'm satisfied. I would be genuinely disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. Really? Because it is the East. Yeah. When you, when you look yeah. at this team, I, I know you have some misfit parts, but putting them together, putting the talent together on this team, are there more than four teams in the East better than the Bulls talent-wise? Okay, so you got Philly, Philly. and Boston. Boston. One and two. 
I'm going to say I believe that either Indiana and Milwaukee will have a better record or both. So that's three and four right there. And then Toronto. So Toronto is a. Why would Milwaukee have a better record? Uh, I'm sorry. Toronto's got to be three, actually. Uh, no, I'm just thinking that maybe Philly still, I mean, uh, Milwaukee uh, is just a tad bit better because they've already got a, gotten a proven player in Giannis. They found and a few other pieces. Yeah, they already have him. You know, they're not at the point of trying to make or create a star. They have one. So you just got to kind of wait and see approach with them. So I think they're just a click better only because of that. I don't think they have better star potential overall as a team than the Bulls. But uh, Giannis definitely is 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 the difference maker in that. And that's another guy, man, who's working hard this off season. Yeah, and and you know that that's that's a bit scary to see what he could become if he gets if he gets it together. So we're looking at Toronto, not not in any particular order, but Toronto, Boston, Philly, Indiana. And you said Milwaukee. Yeah. So that's five. Who else is better? Yeah. Man, am I forgetting somebody? Obviously Cleveland's in the in the drain now. Uh I don't think Washington's better, even though they have Howard. I don't think they're better. You know what? I don't <sighs> if if Wall is healthy and Bill is healthy, then I don't see why they wouldn't have a better season record than the Bulls. They may not, in my opinion, I don't think they're better as a team, but they may be be better record-wise. So that's really what I'm only going off of. So you need Wall to be healthy, Bill to be healthy, and Howard to be healthy all year. When does that ever happen? Then very good point. talking about those pieces have to mesh. Now, I like the potential of what those three could be, but you know, to me, and especially with Scotty Brooks coaching, you know, to me they're they're in that in that jumble, but they're not definitively better than the Bulls. Charlotte is kind of trying to cash it in. You know, Mike is tired of being just missing the the lottery or being at the back end of the lottery. Um, he's trying to trade Kimba. I think yeah. low key Cleveland will sneak into the eighth seed. You think Cleveland's going to get into the playoffs? Oh wow, Kevin Love going to have to be Kevin Love from Minnesota then. Okay, <laughs> which actually might happen. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got that. Um, Colin Sexton is probably I like the him. Next going to be a, a next wave kind of guy. You can run one four pick and roll with him. Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love will get a chance to actually get rebounds. Um, you know, I don't know why they haven't re-signed Hood. Probably because he's, you know, he's not seeing eye to eye with the staff there. But at this point, why not? You know, um, they have, they honestly have pieces. It's just they're AC knees. They can make the AC. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't see 
Who else is there? Who even made the playoffs in the East last year? Who was the eighth seed? Washington, right? I believe it was Washington. Yeah, because number one was Boston, right? No, one was Toronto. Who did Toronto play? Cleveland. That was the second round. Who did Toronto play in the first? I thought that was the first round. No, Toronto played Cleveland in the second round. Oh, okay. Well, then you got me. They won. It probably was. It was Washington. Yeah, yeah. Boston, Milwaukee. It was Philly, right? Yep. Philly. Who did they play? Miami. I see. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Miami improving. I see them kind of treading water at best. Who did Miami add that that you look at and say, "Oh, now they're better"? I mean, I don't see any reason for the Bulls to not make the playoffs. They're they didn't play as a team all year, and they had what twenty seven wins, right? And you need what to get into the playoffs? Forty. Two forty-three, yeah, probably 50, 50, 41, Yeah, I'd say in the East. Yeah, so I mean, it's only another fifteen wins. So you mean to tell me you have a whole season of Zach Levine, you have Jabari Parker, you have Carter. You know what I'm saying? You you have guys who kind of are going to get to play a full season to understand each other's game. That's worth fifteen wins. Yeah, you know, so the Bulls can get into the playoffs. Uh, while we're talking about the uh-huh. East, Kawhi Leonard is now in the Eastern Conference. Why, you may ask? Because <laughs> of the pettiness of the San Antonio Spurs. Petty, petty, petty. They said, hey, you don't want to play for us? Fine. We're not going to trade you to L.A. We'll do you one better. We'll send you out of the country. Hope you got your passport stamp. So Kawhi Leonard... Goes to Toronto along with Danny Green in exchange for DeMar DeRozan, which is pretty much the, the weight and meat of that deal. Um, and then you saw the USA training camp. And, you know, Pop is the coach now because Coach Krzyzewski stepped down. And he's already he's already pulling DeMar to the side, showing him how things go, man. And DeMar looks like He's enjoying his time with Pop. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it looks. I think anybody that goes to the Spurs has a, a, a uptick in their career trajectory. Which is what's so baffling about Kawhi. I understand the the, 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 the mistrust of what the organization did. I, I get it. But, I mean, you're, you're really cutting off your nose to spite your face, in my opinion. But, hey, Kawhi, he, he <laughs> won it out and he got it. Yeah. So now you can go hang out with Drake. <laughs> Do the uh, In My Feelings challenge. Yeah, have fun. In My Feelings. Does he even have feelings? Have fun with that. Well, and if he if he goes out there and performs well, he can carve out a nice niche for himself, man. I mean, you know, he'll get to be the man out there, and he'll definitely make the playoffs if he plays well. So... I, like I like I always said, man. I want I want things to work out for Kawhi because I understand the the whole ordeal with some of the way he's feeling with his his body and the mistrust. But 
then when he started, especially at the urging of his uncle, supposedly, he started trying to drive that vehicle, you know, and, yeah. and I'm going to boss around and try to dictate where I'm going to go when you got two years left on your contract. Nah, nah. So he goes to Toronto and Toronto, you know, continues to look decent. We'll see how that dynamic works with he and Cal Lowry. And DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio, I think that's a, that's going to work off top. Um, you know, Pop can, like you said, Pop can make anything fit into that puzzle. Yeah, he's 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 definitely a master. Uh, no matter who you put in front of him, that's why I really like that draft pick that they got. I really like uh, uh, what's your Lonnie boy's Walker. name from Lonnie Walker. I, I, I like that pick for that particular team. Um, but, yeah, just to go back to the Kawhi-DeMar trade, I, I thought that was uh, – that, that kind of was surprising, and especially because they kind of already told DeMar, like, yeah, bro, we're not, we not trading you. You're not going anywhere. You're welcome, buddy. Oh, by the way, you're going somewhere. You're a spur now. <laughs> it's like the ultimate evil villain, uh, you know, choice. It's just – but it's business. I, I I can't act like I'm surprised, but it still does suck when you're that person that was told one thing and then told another. Now you can't be with your your best friend, your buddy anymore. Yeah, but it, here's the way I feel about that, man. And I and I know Demar Derozan has, you know, said of his own admission, he's had some history with depression and things like that. And maybe, maybe I don't I don't like to uh, stereotype or or you know, cast with a with a large umbrella, anything in particular, but maybe the depressions what had him feeling some kind of way. But in, in in the organization you're in, a team's job is to win the championship. I understand the whole yeah. loyalty thing loyalty thing. Why is it no one complains about loyalty when it's a scrub? Why is it yeah. you know okay, so they may have said to DeMar you know, we don't see ourselves trading you. We don't see you going anywhere. But they also didn't see a deal for Kawhi Leonard coming. You know, I can, you know, if I'm a GM and I can, I'm the Bulls GM, and I can tell Lowry Marketing or Zach Levine all day long, hey, you know, we see you being the Bull for life. We don't see ourselves trading you right now. And then somebody calls me up and says, hey, we'll give you Kevin Durant, or hey, we'll give you Stephen Curry, or hey, We'll give you LeBron James. Everything I just said to you now becomes invalid. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, you didn't see that coming. Yeah. So you're going to make yeah. the move that's going to do best for your organization, your franchise. And ultimately, if you're trying to win a championship, get you closer to a championship. The status quo, staying as is, was not going to get Toronto to the finals. It wasn't going to get them to the championship. Even with LeBron gone, can you realistically say, had they kept that team together, they were going to get past Philly and Boston? Of course not. Yeah, exactly. So, and then Yajiri pointed out, well, we need a culture change. So that means anything's possible at that point in my book. You know, so you got all these players talking about something, you know, loyalty doesn't mean anything. Okay, so if you're the star player on the team, 
You're the star player on the team, and your team isn't winning. And you're constantly being eliminated in the second round, Damian Lillard. First round. And and you want to talk about loyalty. Don't go to your GM saying, I need better players. Yeah. Don't don't go to the front office saying, we need to do something to win a championship. Because you want me to be loyal. So I'm going to be loyal to all these players that got you swept in the first round. No, that's not what they're talking about. So loyalty is is a, an idea that people paint that's that's one-sided. You know, they say, well, these owners will trade you. Yeah, they will. But most times, most times, not all cases, most times when these owners and these front offices, these GMs make moves, they're trying to make the team better. It's not a personal slight unless you're just, yeah. you know, a cancer on the team, but they're trying to make the team better. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with loyalty. There's nothing wrong with appreciating what you have in in a player or in a person that that represents your 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 business. But you know, you do what you got to do to further your own business, your own uh, team. Like you said, the main goal is a championship. You know, um, I kind of go to the to just off the off the. Uh, from one sport to another, baseball, you know, with Jerry Reinsdorf. I feel that Jerry Reinsdorf is way too, uh, uh, well, I should say baseball and basketball because he covers the Bulls and Sox, but Jerry Reinsdorf is way too loyal to some of his employees that I personally feel like should have been out the door, you know, in order to enhance his 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 business. You know, you do what you got to do, make the moves that you got to make, and some are, are tough decisions. Uh you know, you, you you let a really, really good player in DeMar DeRozan go. That's granted. That goes without saying. But you just got back Kawhi Leonard. Now, granted, he was out. He was injured. Haven't seen how Kawhi's pl- played in a while. But it's still Kawhi Leonard. So you're essentially, you've, you've upgraded your team in just one move, a, a, a one-for-one swap. So uh, hopefully, uh, things turn out well for both. Really. And we got Danny Green, who's not a slouch. That's right. There, there were more players involved. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Danny oh. Green hasn't been a player since he he had that really good season where he was making his threes. Now Danny Green is just Denzel Valentine. He's not. <laughs> Denzel Valentine is terrible. Ask Frank Nitty. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Frank Nitty. By the way, if you hadn't heard and you're a listener here to the Stay House podcast, Denzel Valentine got dropped off bucket after bucket from a dropped guy off. named Frank Nitty. Was this the, was that the Drew League? Yeah, it was the Drew League. He don't even deserve to play in that league. Frank, Frank Nitty, the night before, probably handed somebody their french fries through a small, narrow window. And then he came to the gym the next day and he gave Denzel Valentine roughly 40 points. And I, I, I have my feelings about Denzel Valentine. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure it's a privilege to be able to play basketball in the same city that your brother coaches college basketball in. Um, but when you go and you're getting murdered by the Home Depot Employee of the Month, 
<laughs> Man, took off of work to come to the Drew League. He took off work to give Drew Valentine 40. <laughs> Hold my apron real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> he just sold somebody a Galaxy S9 before he came to the gym. <laughs> hey, man. Nitty natty. That's all, all I can say is that just exposed that man. I had high hopes for for, for Denzel. Denzel, he did improve from from the previous year to the next one to this 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 past season. But man, you just you just took an L, brother. And, he, and here's my thing: like I, I know the NBA players when they go and play in these little summer leagues and programs and all that. I know they don't go hard, hard. I know they don't go, you know, playoff seat on the line hard or, you know, mm. stop this guy from taking my spot hard. But you're supposed to at least go. And Drew Valentine didn't even go. And it's like there's a certain pride thing that kicks in. Like of, of all the times you've seen these NBA players go and they play in these programs, as soon as random guy off the street tar- starts talking trash, then they're like, okay, and they give them buckets. At no yeah. point did Drew Valentine do this. And you can tell, yeah. if you look at the YouTube clip, you can tell at one point he was trying to get serious, and yeah. Frank Nitty drew a charge on him. Okay. So he... Now Denzel Valentine, he's, he's killing his trade stock, man. Better get him, get him for what you can now. Can we trade Denzel Valentine... To checkers for Frank Nitty. I don't think we can trade Denzel Valentine for a big Buford. Ooh. Big Buford. Maybe a maybe a uh uh some donut fries at Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe. Donut fries. That's not too much. Donut fries? Donut fries, brother. Is that what Check Dunkin' Donuts is selling now? Yeah, it's some sort of uh promotion. It's a new thing. They got donut fries for the morning. You know, I actually it. You know, me and the wife were talking about Dunkin' Donuts on the way home from work today, and Dunkin' Donuts is is crashing and burning a cruel death. (laughs) (laughs) They are definitely dying (laughs) very slowly and painfully. (laughs) Is, Is there a reason to go to Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, People who want coffee go to Starbucks. Their donuts have been terrible for years, and now there's other options. Other people have decided, these donuts are crap. Let me cook my own donuts. And donut restaurants are popping up, and you have, especially in the Chicago area and, and surrounding areas, you got these these bakeries and nearby areas saying, you know, we're going to open ourselves a donut shop. Seems to be all the rage. and get with a cup of coffee. Yeah. And Dunkin' Donuts decides to not sell the sandwich, the breakfast sandwiches anymore. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's all you had. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. They're, they're slowly crashing and burning. I don't go for donuts there anymore. It sounds, tastes like paper. But uh, hey, my wife... Uh, she was just uh, showing me some sort of promo for Krispy Kreme where they, I forgot what day, they give like these certain days where they give you a whole dozen 
of donuts free if you buy one buy a, a dozen it's like these different promos they give man Krispy Kreme is a spot to go I'm not even thinking about Dunkin Donuts last time I went to Dunkin Donuts I got uh, bacon egg and cheese from Sot now it was good but that's about the only thing that they got there that I get so hey I stopped there occasionally for a, a iced tea but I mean honestly I have to really be bent on doing that because I can make tea on my own Especially the kind of tea they serve me where it's kind of like bland and sugarless. So, you know, I can do that. So, I mean, it's it's no, I had the app for a while, man. Then they stopped doing the breakfast sandwiches and there was no reason to go. Like they were giving away free donuts and people weren't taking them. Yeah. What are you doing, Dunkin' Donuts? What are you doing? Just step your game up. Bring the breakfast sandwiches back. That's all you got to do. You put yourself instantly back on the map if you bring the breakfast sandwiches back. There you go. We got to have a talk with marketing. Yeah. Stay is on it. Yeah. So you get, put, put your marketing plan in the hand of the Stay Oz podcast. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you back going, Duncan. Because Starbucks has you standing out there with a blindfold on and a firing squad. But now that we're talking about food for a second, uh, I think uh, they also have to fight with Taco Bell because Taco Bell has a splendid breakfast menu. Really? Oh, yes. You must try the morning crunch wrap. It is to die for. If you eat too many of them, you might just die of a heart attack. But one of them is very good, and it's good enough. Pretty, pretty filling. I, I, I can't complain about their breakfast menu. I have never told you about my thoughts on Dunkin'. I mean, on uh, Taco Bell, have I? Uh, no. Okay. You don't plan to go to Taco Bell. You end up at Taco Bell. Very true. I've never, ever said I want to go to Taco Bell unless no I see it on the way. Exactly. No, you end up at Taco Bell. No one's like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. You end yeah. up there, which makes yeah. it slightly better than Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather go to a Taco Bell for vacation. I'd rather go to Taco Bell for vacation. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean the 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 Taco Bell breakfast situation, I may explore it if I'm if I'm driving in the area. Yeah, we have one right next to my job. It's like literally right when I pull out of the driveway for work. If I go east on Costner. Or rather, I'm sorry, east on uh, Roosevelt. Uh, it's like a couple blocks past, so I'm always looking like, should I? Yeah, okay. Let's get something to get this day going. Well, see, and there it how, is. That's an ideal location for you to end up at Taco Bell. Yep. You don't. You don't say I'm going to Taco Bell this morning. You don't say that. You're like, ah, it's Taco Bell. Haven't had that in a while. <laughs> I mean, a fat preference since we're talking about Taco Bell. I just want to say if you ever have a sweet tooth and you want something that uh, is pretty, pretty good on their menu, uh, you can never go wrong with their Cinnabon Delights. Just saying. Cinnabon Delight. Is this now is this sponsored by Cinnabon? Uh, No, it is not. I do not believe it has anything to do with them. But all I have to say is I was put on. And now I'm never getting off. Whenever I want something that's sweet and quick, 
I get my Cinnabon Delights. It is a warmed up doughy ball filled with a, how can I put it, frosted cinnamon center. And it's it's sprinkled with uh yeah it's it's got cinnamon cinnamon sugar sprinkled around it on the on the on the outside it's uh it's extremely good it's uh it's it's more than good it, it it's it's definitely diabetes in a box but uh if you ever get an urge and you've just gotten you know off of a health kick or a diet treat yourself go get some cinnabon delights <laughs> you got me curious apollo yeah don't get too crazy. Get the four pack. Get the four pack if you just want to try. Uh, but if you want to just go diving into a heart attack, get the twelve pack like I do. Because uh, when you get four, you're getting you're, you're just teasing yourself. And this is on the Taco Bell menu. This is on the Taco Bell menu, sir. And you should never get too much of anything on the Taco Bell menu. You should always get just enough for your ride home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But. Send about the lights, brother. And that is that is all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. With Taco Bell, you get just enough for the ride home. That way, when you pull into your driveway or your garage or in front of your house, you can just sweep the cheese and the tomato squares off that came out of your taco onto the ground and walk into your house. <laughs> oh, I guess every guy does that because I literally just did that last time. <laughs> I'm mad you said tomato squares. Like the, the the fake lettuce, the tomato squares, and the never melted cheese. I've never seen shredded cheese that doesn't melt. <laughs> Taco Bell has some sort of like frozen tundra that they put their cheese in and then it just it just gets served to you cold and it never ever melts. Not even on hot beef, steak, chicken. And it's not it like just that. very nicely on top. <laughs> And it's not like the half meat isn't blazing hot. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how is this cheese not melting? This this 40% beef is unbelievably hot. Exactly. I'm telling you, man, these, these fast food chains, they be having some chemicals in their stuff, man. But anyway, we've had our brief fat moment. <laughs> See, we, we we pretty much did what we said about Taco Bell. We we literally just walked into a a topic about food on a we sports podcast, and we didn't even need to go. We ended up there. <laughs> All but right. There's a new rule in the NFL. I'm just shaking my head at this, man, this, this new rule. And <laughs> since we're talking about Taco Bell, let's talk about other things that will give you likely concussions. So there's a new rule. <laughs> in the NFL about lowering your head to initiate contact with the helmet even more so than in the past. And let me yes. let me just let me just say this. I understand that the concussive subconcussive contact that takes place in football is of a major concern. And I understand yeah. that safety is a major question in the game of football especially since you have a large number of former football players who are ending up with CTE and other uh, ailments, side effects, uh, consequences, diseases, however you want to uh, classify it, from mm -hmm. these concussive, subconcussive hits 
I mean, in football, you're virtually in 60 car accidents per game. But you're killing football. And once you get to the point that you're in the National Football League, that you want to make a career of this, especially at this point in, in the informative process, to this is 2018, not every bit of information is out there, but there's enough to make a educated decision. Once yeah. you get this far, you know what you're doing. You know the risk you're taking. And the only reason the NFL is doing this is to evade legal action from people who, after their careers playing football and getting in 60 car accidents a week, every week for 10 years, they're trying to avoid the lawsuits that are going to come from families and players who suffer from CTE and other injuries. That's all this is. Because if they were really concerned about the safety of a football player, you wouldn't see a player play on Sunday and then have to turn around and play on Thursday. Yeah. So now, now you have a situation where you have every week, 16 weeks of Thursday night games. So now you're giving the public bad football midweek and you're taking three to four days of rest away from players, which can also lead to more injury to the body and brain. See, the NFL, y- y- y'all not slick. You're not slick. You're trying to <laughs> avoid this stuff by taking these supposed steps, and you can put on paper, hey, we tried to do this, we tried to do that. And what you're going to end up with is a subpar product. These are grown men. They understand what they're getting into. And you've even seen some young, up-and-coming football players, even a couple uh, established stars, step away from the game for their own safety. Yeah. So they have knowledge. They have understanding, at least a, a, a basic understanding of some of the consequences and the hazards involved. Why are you neutering the game? And it's, it, it comes back to that, that legal action that they're trying to evade. Yeah. They're not concerned. They're not really concerned with the players, man. They're concerned with the with the back end lawsuits. That's what they're really concerned with. I mean, we have Thursday night football. Terrible Thursday night football. I can't. You have, a, you have guys who are coming off games on Sunday, not fully rested because nope. only really three days have gone by. Can't heal. Haven't healed properly. And then you're saying, hey, go get in 60 more car accidents. <laughs> As opposed to at least giving them a week. Yeah. But guess what? You want those extra games on prime time, nationally televised. So if you were concerned about safety of the players, you would take those out. If you were concerned about safety of the players, you wouldn't hear chatter of an 18-game season. Yeah. So I, I don't want to hear it. Because now, because you're neutering this game, You're making it more complicated for the players to play. You're making it more complicated for the officials to referee and officiate because now they have to call this. And the head of officiating has come out and said, hey, it's going to be an adjustment period for us because we don't know how to call this. Yeah. So you already have a a good amount of people boycotting 
for the racial thing with Colin Kaepernick and the blackballing, supposedly. You know, that's a whole nother issue in itself that we're not going to get into right now. But besides that, you're going to make a more subpar product by taking the football out of football. Why do you watch football? Because everybody complains nowadays about just roughness and, you know, making sure that people are safe. I feel like if you sign up for something that you personally know is a violent sport, then stop acting like it isn't. And honestly, these guys know what they're doing. They're only catering to those who are complaining. Everybody wants to see football the way it's actually played. If we're all going to be honest and dig deep, nobody wants to see this flag football version of football. It's really taken away from the the fun of actually looking at the sport. But that's the way it is. Because I understand some of the moves, man. I understand some of the rules have been put in place. You know, when you look at football now compared to the way it was maybe in the 80s, it's a little more graceful, a little faster. And I get it. And I, and I can see how some of the improvements have helped. But when every year you're taking some sort of physical aspect away from the game of football, you know, you're making for a subpar product. And players, again, like you said, like I said, they know the risk. Because once you're in the NFL, once you're in the NFL, that means you play two, three, four years of high school football. That means you play two, three, four years of college football. And now you get to the NFL. So at some point, you've heard somebody say, hey, you're putting your brain in a blender. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, I think these guys know they're putting their brain in a blender. But guess what? I'm going to get $12 million for doing it. My family's going to be taken care of if I do this. It's the same thing as a, as a, a longshoreman, the same thing as a guy who works on power lines. You know, the same thing as, a, as a, a guy who fails trees, all those things, all those jobs have risks. And, yeah, you do make it safe to, a, to an extent. But, I mean, you don't go to a, you don't go to a, I don't know, what do they call lumberjacks now or whatever they call them? You don't go to a guy like that and, yeah. and say, you know, well, we, we decided that the saws that you use are too sharp. So we want you to take sticks and rub the tree down. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. There's a calculated risk involved with playing football. Yeah. And then the NFL has taken the liberty to show us what flag football looks like. Very entertaining game. But that's when you tell me it's flag football. Don't tell me you're going to play tackle football and there's no tackle. Yeah. I mean, it's just taken away from, from, from the sport and what we know football to be. That's really my biggest thing is just stop trying to make it into something that it isn't defined as. Because I keep hearing how eventually it's going to get to the point where they're going to have to play flag football. I'm like, dude, let that never be the case. Let that never be the case because that, that, that will just – I don't know if I'll be able to watch it then. And we have a flag football league. There you Again, go. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. But you told me when we started, hey, this is a flag football league. We're going to put some retired football players in here. We're going to put some flag football uh, legends from across the country. It's going to be fun. You should watch it. 
because we can't give you real football for a while. So watch this. Cool. I'll take it. It's just like going to see a pro-am in the summer. I'll take it. When you start the regular season of a professional sport, I want to see that professional sport be played the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. And now, as a result of this ruling, you now have a contract issue with the Chicago Bears, with Roquan Smith, who is basically saying, in so many words, I want language in my contract that says that when I lower my head and do what I get paid to do, to hit somebody, to decleat somebody, and then they decide they want to fine me or suspend me, that my bonus isn't affected, my salary isn't affected. And the Bears like, well, we're not going to be the first team to do that. So now you have this holdout because of this new rule. And it's not totally because of the new rule. I mean, both the parties involved, you know, obviously play a part in it. But it does have an effect on what's going on. Yeah. So now players are scared to get suspended. Players are scared to get fined. Because the way they've been taught that football is supposed to go for the majority of their life, they're now telling them, um, yeah, you know how we taught you to tackle? Don't tackle that way. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why uh, Roquan Smith has been dealing with what he, he's been dealing with. And you have to make a concentrated effort to keep your head up. And yeah, you know, for a form tackle does not involve a lowering of the helmet. But at times, it happens. When you're running, you may instinctively lower your helmet to maybe shield yourself a bit from a hit you might be about to take or from the impact that's going to take place. Yeah. So it's just kind of a natural reflex that guys are going to have to unlearn. <sighs> it's depressing to talk about because it's like you've been taught this your whole life, but you have to unlearn something when you get to the highest level of what you're trying to do. It's it's backwards to me. If you wanted to do this, you should have started at the early age and then be like, okay, this is what we're not implementing. You, you got guys that's been doing this their whole lives and now they got to switch it up. This is what makes them money. This is what this is all about. But, man, that's, that's just depressing. Hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Stayos Podcast. Yes, sir. At Stayos Podcast. S-T-A-O-S, Sports Talk and Other Stuff at Stayos Podcast. So hit us up there. <laughs> if you got some ideas for us to discuss here on the podcast, throw some our way. I can't guarantee you that we'll use them because uh, our ideas are really good and, well, Yours may not be as good. <laughs> uh, nicely put. <laughs> but, you know, feel free to hit us up. You know, we could use the conversation. Want to send some shots out too, man. I mean, these, these guys have had us on uh, in whole or in part, or they shouted out our podcast and, and, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't return the love because the love is definitely due. Uh, one mm-hmm. podcast out there right now, they're probably actually recording right now. Uh, that's the uh, Vibes and Stuff podcast. Yes, uh, sir. They're doing some, some good things 
as far as discussing the hip hop culture. Uh, yes, sir. You know, so you got some guys in there who, who listen to hip hop and they know their stuff. And you may or may not agree with them, but hey, they do know their stuff. So if you want some, some hip hop talk to dive deep into some stuff, because the the guy who runs that in, he he knows some artists, man, that I've never heard of before in my life. So, you know, and, and I'm I'm pretty versed on hip hop, not not nearly as, as well as he is. But, you know, give them a holler, give them a listen. You know, if you're deep into hip hop culture. That's right. Magnificent Vibe podcast. Uh, I had the pleasure of being on that podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, my man, okay, my right. man, Rod, give him a listen. He's uh, he has some good segments, some entertaining segments. So give him a listen, man. He holds your attention. Uh, he has a creative mind. So uh, give my man a listen. Magnificent Vibes podcast. Uh, we've been pumping man. Triangle Offenses for a minute. Uh, so yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've been on there a couple of times. They've been they've been on with us. You know, it's our original brother podcast. So uh, definitely support yeah. them. Uh, shout out to That's the creator over there, uh, G Wiz the DJ, for a new addition to his family. That's why you haven't heard much from him. But uh, congrats. You know, get him a holler, get him a listen, support them, and continue supporting us. Uh, we've had a bit of a hiatus. But, uh, you know, we're going to get it in when we can. And Yeah, sorry about that, y'all. I fell asleep and didn't wake up. You, you, don't, you don't have to apologize for your actions. <laughs> but I feel like the fans needed it. They're like, where's the I said, Okay. You know, we, 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 I am sorry. I'm truly sorry. It wasn't Chris's fault. Just a lot of things going on. I'm sure everybody that's listening understands what life is. But we are back. I am fully focused. I'm rejuvenated. I appreciate you absolving me of blame. <laughs> hey, what what are teammates for? Uh, absolving me of blame, I guess, is what a teammate is for. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so do do you real quick, do you buy this whole Tristan Thompson punching Draymond Green thing? I haven't seen anything, but hey, if it happened, it happened. I was kind of shocked because I feel like Tristan is not that type of dude. I think all of them give off very, very fake facades of tough. But I mean, not that they're all soft, but still, I just don't think that they can take it to the streets like that. But if he, he, he jaw jacked them, then okay. Because hey. Draymond uh, refuted that pretty quickly, so. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe he thought he saw somebody that looked like Draymond and he took credit for punching Draymond. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything. I just read it and I saw a, a, a headliner that said Tristan Thompson punches Draymond Green. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, isn't that nice? That is revealed. And I moved on with my day. But uh, apparently, if it's fake news, then that's that doesn't surprise me either because everything is just is, is some stuff is just not believable. You just can't believe everything you read nowadays. So, whatever. Didn't move the needle for you, huh? Now, if Tristan Thompson comes and punches me in my face, I'll deny it too. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. It's, it's terrible for your image and your pride. Exactly. 
What do I look like getting punched by Tristan? <laughs> I got to show up to work the next day talking about I got punched by Tristan. You probably doing karate with the little kids. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is, man. I, 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 I don't know about that one. If he got his revenge, so be it. Yeah. It'll, it'll come up very briefly in the season because Cleveland won't matter and Golden State will, and then it'll go away. There you go. So, yeah, uh, there's rumors that Cleveland wants to hold a parade for that. Enjoy that, Cleveland. <laughs> a, a city that has nothing to give would do something like that. Oh, God. What? Why are they here? Well, hey. One more, one more thing. I have nothing to say. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Get it. You got a lot on your mind. Go ahead, it's, brother. It's been a while. It's been a while. One more thing, though. Yeah, and, and this happened this week. So had we had the episode last week, it, we wouldn't have gotten this. But yeah, I give this dude a lot of grief, um, especially in our friend circles. Not so much on the podcast, but in our friend circles. And I, I've, I've nitpicked him and picked him apart in the podcast. LeBron James. Shout out to LeBron James, man. Yes. Shout out. Shout out. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yes, yes, yes. Shout out to LeBron James. He opened a school uh, in his hometown of Akron. Uh, threw in some little other incentives, too. You know, whoever graduates gets to go to Akron. There's some other things that were listed that uh, I can't run off my top of my head right now, but that's big things, Free. man. Free, just free, 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 free. free. bike ride, like two miles, two miles in 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 range of the 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 school. You get a free bike ride, free free bus ride, uh, free lunch. Uh, you just get free everything if you if you pass the school. He give you a tuition uh, to to college. It, it's it, it's it's it was pretty good. A very good gesture. Very very good move with your money. Shout out to LeBron James. Um. That's that's big, man. The LeBron. However, I do admit, uh, you know, since we're talking about athletes, I do want to give a, a personal shout out to my favorite player, Derrick Rose, for also giving out four hundred thousand dollars for his youth program as well. I saw that, and props to Derrick, man. Props to Derrick. Also, you know the, and, and like I've always said before, sometimes it's not the player or the team that annoys me is the fans of the player or the team. Why is it that? And see, here's the thing. Every time LeBron does something good, can it just be good? Can we not say, what did Michael Jordan do? Can, can, can <laughs> we not do that? Yeah, but you got to understand, everybody's going to still compare it. Because when you put GOAT in front of anything, you're going to think, okay, well, who is the best to everybody? Well, Michael Jordan. Well, okay, well, what is LeBron doing that Michael didn't do? Well, off the court, LeBron is a better person. Totally. LeBron is a better figure. Totally separate from putting a basketball in a hoop. I agree. I agree. But that, that, that unfairly, they're going to put that in, in the factor as well as, you know, who, who is he as a person? What did he do for the community? Oh, my God, that's going to make him the GOAT as well. You know, you what? Because I mean, honestly, all of these players, that's why they have the, all these uh, NBA cares and all of these different uh, uh play 50 or play 30 or whatever the, 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 the football one is with the kids and the youth, those things factor in your image, your, 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 your public relations with people. 
all those things factor into who you are and how you want to be perceived as well. Yeah, I mean, but, and I'm seeing guys like, what didn't Jordan do? Oh, he never did that. I'm seeing, uh, I've never seen another basketball player open a school, which is a lie. The Kimbe Mutumba has like three schools in Africa. Um, and he's trying to open a hospital. So, I mean, it's, you know, the Kimbe set a pattern for a lot of these guys. And, and some of the old school yeah. guys will tell you that too. Um, that does not in any way, form, or fashion take away from what LeBron James did. What he did was a great thing, great thing for the community uh, and the community, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, great thing for the basketball yeah. community. I've never argued him as a man. I have only had issue with certain basketball-related items. But, yeah, you know, this this is big. This is big. So, you know, again, shout out to LeBron James, uh, paving the way for some for some youngsters to to have a, a little better future. Maybe get out of some troublesome situations, and you know, you you need that today uh, in in some of these communities. So, and then it's in Ohio. They need some sort of hope. I mean, you got to give them hope to get out of Ohio. Right? Yeah. Right? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, who wants to live? Who yeah. wants to stay there? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. The greatest athlete in Ohio's history left. So, you know, again, shout out to LeBron for helping these kids pave a way to leave Ohio. <laughs> I don't think that's that was his message, but I like how you put that in there. I think that's entirely his message. Everything's free, so you can get out of here. <laughs> I want you to. And then he's going to have a demolition program once everybody leaves Cleveland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's an ultimate project. No, let me stop. All right. Oh, Ohio. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Um, we had a we had a great comeback episode, man. I yeah. liked it. I had a lot of fun. Talked about some Taco Bell. Yeah. Got to diss Ohio again. <laughs> yes, yes. We eulogize Dunkin' Donuts. No. <laughs> Bring the breakfast sandwiches Bring back, the, please. D- do something before before it's all over. Just bring the breakfast sandwiches back. Otherwise, what are you good for? You have Dunkin' Donuts in your name, and your donuts are awful. Dunkin' Donuts and and something else other than something that's edible. Ugh. Not even making sandwiches anymore. The wake up wrap is all just ugh, it's dry. And, uh. The wake up wrap is about the flattest sandwich I've ever had in my life. They literally put one strip of bacon and a flat piece of egg omelet in there. That thing is about as thin as a stack of uh, three sheets of paper. You're waking up due to the force that you have to swallow with to push it down. Yep. That's what's waking Wash you it up. Down with a, <laughs> Wash it down with a mediocre coffee. <laughs> it's called the wake-up wrap because if you stay half sleep, you'll choke and die. <laughs> no, it'll wake you up. It'll start, you, you, you start feeling it on that throat. Exactly. It, it, oh, it, God. It, it, yep, it'll wake you well, up. Nothing wakes you up like gasping for your last breath. There you go. There you go. That that was their that was their aim. 
Uh, we gonna call it, man. It's it's been another great episode of the Stay House Podcast. Uh, again, shout out to all our brothers' podcasts and and look us up social media, Twitter, Instagram at Stay House Podcast. I've been Chris. Been with Jordan. See y'all when I see y'all. Oh yeah. Angelala with the fish and with the fish back